Hi and welcome to episode 11 of Real Talk with Realtron. I'm Jeremy Kolarski and I'm here today at the Crystal Fountain event venue in Markham. Uh, we just came off Remax Realtron's award ceremony and I'm here with uh, Brian Prasad from our Willowdale office. So excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Really excited. This is going to be great. Uh, Brian, congratulations on your award, first of all. Well Appreciate done. Appreciate that. Thank you. That's great. Uh, Brian specializes in pre-construction sales, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about business philosophy. We're going to talk about uh, what it takes to be a successful realtor in Toronto. So without further ado, uh, let's start with where it all began for you. You had an interesting background getting into real estate. You had a yeah. TV show about real estate. Tell me about that. Yeah. So. Um I started my real estate career investing and I was always like the geek, knowing a lot of facts, really researching things and I was always really enthusiastic talking about it. That led to me doing speaking engagements in front of real estate investors. Speaking engagements got bigger and bigger and bigger, people would see me on stage and then um, I got a TV show from that. They asked me to audition, I just went, oh that would be cool, Amazing. got it. From that, it got me more speaking engagements, bigger and bigger, and um, a publisher approached me to do a book deal. Cool. And they were asking, you know, there's a lot of different books out there, but no one's written anything about pre-construction condo investing, especially right. since it's one of the biggest form of investing in Canada, right. really. And what, where, around what year was this? This was about 2010, 2011, cool. yeah. So about then, and I thought it would take me three months to write. It actually took me a year. Yeah. Yeah. And thank goodness they give you an advance because you're basically living off of that to write this book. And after I finished the book, I still had the TV show. And this one real estate agent came on my TV show. From that one appearance, he sold yeah. 11 condos. Oh, wow. Yeah, they just said, oh, I'm talking about this project. And he sold 11. So this TV show. He made show, more off the yeah. TV show than you made off the TV I show. I mean, I was making $350 an episode. And he <laughs> probably made a couple hundred thousand bucks. So I'm like, that's amazing. I better get my real estate license. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it went in. So you got about. your real estate license. You had the background in investing yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, what, you, you were investing in pre construction condos? Was Is that what you were doing? I was investing in real estate in general. How did you start with that? Like, what got you into that? So, um, I remember I was in university. My parents wanted me to become a doctor. And I was in my biophysics classes. I got a degree in biophysics. And I'm like, I have nothing in common with these people. And at the time, my parents were having a difficult time financially. So, I would read a lot of books, like, on how to make money. And right. a book came across, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I don't know yeah, if you yeah, heard of it. Of yeah, read it. Get passive yeah. income, right? Right. So, back in 2005, you could get one property, 5% down, and I would be financially free because I'd be making $1,000 a month <laughs> cash flow from it. So, yeah. I'm like, I got to be doing this more. So, I kind of put the biophysics aside and I still graduated but I started investing in real estate from mm -hmm. that one property. Yeah. So yeah. that's great. So you had a little background investing. You understood yeah. the mechanics of it. You'd done it yourself. Yes. Uh, you wrote the book that kind of gave you an in. Yes. And then now you have your real estate license. TV show goes away. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now all of a sudden it's not as easy to be that guy that sells 11 condos in one day, right? Exactly. So you got to start figuring it out. Yes. Um, where do you go from there? What did you start doing selling real estate? So, I know a lot of other real estate agents look and think that all we got to do is put a, a fake builder website and you yeah. generate all these leads. It's a grind. I would say a lot of real estate agents are doing that online lead gen. Right. They're doing Facebook ads. 
and they're doing print ads and the conversion rates are going down. You know, even in the summer, you could get like a three or 4% conversion rates and the amount of leads coming in, say if you get 300, right. you should get a couple of deals from that, like nine deals. So if mm-hmm. you get 100, you get three deals. But now it's regularly approaching, you get 300 leads and you might only get one deal from online. So you have to really work your database. Right. You have to build a following. Um, you have to do email marketing. You gotta do speaking engagements. You gotta do whatever you can to get out there to be known as the guy that has access to get you good deals. Right, so I think the common theme uh, amongst, I speak to a lot of uh, agents that have done yeah. on resale, like yeah. online lead gen. Yeah. The big thing is whatever forte you go into, it's pre-con or yeah. a specific area or something. Yeah. The, it, it's good for a little while, yeah, then, then five people it. do it, it's a little worse, then yeah. 10 people do it. Now you have how many people are building websites for condos, Yeah, the, the leads, competition. and now people start realizing that they can try and go to different areas to get different people. Exactly. Now they're, they're kicking your tires more yes. often. Yeah. So that's a loud noise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, all the suspenseful We're gonna, we're gonna edit that, out, that loud noise out. But uh, so yeah, so online lead gen is like, uh, starts off big and then gets tough, really yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, so beyond that, you're building a database, you're going for referral marketing, is yeah. that what you do? Yeah, and um, I kn- there are online websites that yeah. generate like 300 leads a day from organic traffic. You can't compete with that. Right. I mean, if you're just panking on getting leads coming in. So I want to squeeze the juice as much as possible from the least. So I hammer them nonstop with calls. Right. I'm doing it personally. Um, I recently just got a, an assistant doing calling because the leads coming, I would get like 30, 40 leads a day now. Right. And so we're calling, we're hammering, we're texting, we're emailing, we're seeing if they don't open the emails. We say, hey, what's going on? Open the emails. We're in their face. Right. Because I'm not generating the amount of leads that these guys that have been doing it for 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So and do you have a do you have a follow up system or you're just go go go? Oh, How many people can I keep following I mean, up with? I'm all day? trying to automate it with um, yeah. automated texting and emailing and things like that. But you know the what we lo- taught at Realtron is all about the contacts. Right. So I'm making sure every day, but today because we have the awards, is sure. that from nine to twelve I'm hammering the phones myself. I phone. practice. I role play. Yeah. And not only that, I role play my pitch when I get them to come into the sales center. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm going to say. I practice it because again, I'm generating fewer leads than these other agents that have been doing it a long time. Mm. So I have to convert more from what yeah. I get to maintain way, my I'm relationship. S- I'm with so the glad you're, you're saying this. So many agents I speak to, they're doing resale stuff and they see the pre-con look sexy yeah. and everything. And, yeah. and they think, oh, if I didn't have to sell so hard and speak to so many people on the phone and everything, yeah. maybe I'll just do pre-con, that'll be easier. Yeah. Just create a couple websites and, and sell some units. But say, so thank you for saying it's, yeah. it's not as easy as it, uh, it looks not. and it takes the work. And these listing brokerages, like the bakers, the millboards, the sales managers and the builders, right. they're putting a lot of pressure on you. And here's what happens. They give you five units to right. sell, and if you don't sell that within like three days, yeah. three days, they, they might not back. give you access again to their next project. Right. So it's hard. It's pressure. It's I'm, like my Apple Watch is buzzing with leads, and I'm yeah. hoping my team is following up. Right. It gives you constant anxiety. 
am I gonna get to these people first before some other agent calls them? Right, because yeah. people are looking at the project, so they yeah. go on, they Google, they find your yeah. website, they find 10 other agents' websites, they find the Baker website, exactly. they, and they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, so in terms of scripts, where, where did you find your scripts? Did you develop them yourself? So um, I'm learning recently that my competitors are not calling as much as I am, but because so much people are calling and reaching out to you about specific projects, you almost have like this idea that people are just a number. And this is something that I'm wrestling. Oh man, 40 people contacted me today. I gotta call right. them all. And then when 40 people are calling, you're speaking to 40 people, they just become numbers. So I'm learning slowly that you gotta treat them as people, as the guy saying, hey Jeremy, I'm gonna do my best to take care of you. If you really want this, I'm gonna go to the wall for you. And I wasn't doing that before. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you weren't interested? Okay, bye. I love yeah, that. so yeah. I'm really trying to change the approach because I got into that where I'm like, wow, 300 people reached out to me and only one deal, what's going on? And it's mm -hmm. humbling. Right. It's really humbling because you see your competitors and like, wow, they did six, I did one, oh my goodness. Yeah. So um, I'm really trying to introduce that human element and that's where mm -hmm. the practice comes in. Right, so yeah, so when you're, when you're saying to people, hey, I'll, I'll really go all in for you if you wanna get yeah. this, you sort of seem to me like you, it's a great way to, to qualify your, your calls. Yeah, right? I'm pretty aggressive qualifying because you've got yeah. a lot of people browsing and I'm like, you know, pretending, Jeremy, is this something you really want to do? Because the demand for it is really high. Mm -hmm. And if you don't make a decision today, unfortunately tomorrow, this thing is either going to be gone or up 25,000. Right. So I, your time is important. Do you really want me to go to the wall for you to get something? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, this is a great script also yeah. for on resale right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, you know, uh, we just had we were talking about Vinay's 150 showings on his listing. Yeah. And people come to the open house, and what do you do when there are 80 people in the open house? Yeah. I think it's a great a great yeah. script for for that as well. Yeah. And the key thing is genuineness and asking questions. Right. Yeah. That's you know Alex always talk about it's the questioning the, that leads yeah, to the, the conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's no there's no faking genuineness. Yeah. Um, people either have it or they don't. You can. You can I really be involved in building relationships. Because relationship. I'm a really numbers guy. You're a numbers you see, Yeah, I'm it, like, it's, it's not innate for you. No, no. Uh, being personable is, is something that I really practice versatility on. Oh, yeah. Because I could just be like, it's $1,300 a square foot. Everything around it is $1,500. This is a good deal. You should buy it. I, right. That human element to me, I got to practice. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. But you're, well, what's genuine about that is. If you saw something that didn't make sense, yeah. you'd say this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like it's sort of it, it is honesty. You have to find the honesty. I think in it. Uh, yeah, and the way that I approach it, because a lot of people complain that these prices are high, and is this a good investment? So when people ask me, is this a good investment? What I've learned when people are buying pre-construction, I think of an investment, you know, cash flow, cap rates, blah 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 blah. Right. When people think investments, they may be thinking of putting something, their kid in like five, 10 years, they'll keep it. Right. So I really gotta ask them, what is an investment to you? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I really want something in this location, this view. And I, I would say, Jeremy, this is the best option. This project, this project, this project doesn't have anything in your price range, or this mm -hmm. project has a higher price point. If you really wanna get this, you really want to be in this location, you really want this view, 
this is the price and it's not going to get lower. And if you don't buy it, someone's going to buy in 10 minutes. Right. So you got to know your product. You yes. got, if you haven't done the research, if you don't know every single angle of everything, yeah. you, you kind of don't have it. Yeah. So where do, you, where do you start gathering that information? How, do you, how are you on top of everything that's happening? Every single condo project in the city, I have their price list. Um, so I can pull it up on my phone, on my Google Drive, and I can do a quick comparison. I don't right. memorize this stuff, right. believe me. I have every single price list, and my assistant updates it at least twice a month for every single for every single project, project in the city. So how do you go about, like, where do you even begin to start? Even if so, take an agent who's listening to this, yeah. who says, I'm gonna do like Young and Eglinton, or I'm yeah. gonna do, uh, you know, the, the buildings at Jane and Seven, or I'm yeah. gonna do like King West, or yeah. whatever. How do you even just start on a, on a small number of projects? Do you start driving it? Do you start on BuzzBuzz? Buzz? You were like, where, where do you? So I find SEO leads like on BuzzBuzz, Buzz, um, the conversion rate is low. Right. Pay-per-click is um, by far better, but you're spending between, because of competition, you're spending like, you can be as high as $40 a lead. BuzzBuzz Buzz is $50 a lead. On Google Pay-per-click, you're paying $40 you a lead? You can get to that level wow. because a lot of people are clicking they may not yeah, register, yeah, yeah. so your cost per click might be five bucks, but it might be six people that oh, clicks to, to get a lead. To get a lead, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Facebook ads are, the conversion rate's abhorrent. I'm almost giving up on it and looking at Facebook as just branding. I haven't figured right. out Facebook yet, and I've spent a lot of money keep trying it. Yeah. Because you always hear guys like Gary Vee talking about it. It's so much cheaper per click, but the conversion rate is garbage. Yeah, I yeah. mean, to me, always, uh, Facebook, Instagram has always been social networking. Yeah. You can add people, but you're really networking to people. So it's personal branding, it's building yeah. relationships. Yeah. That's what I find it's best for. The pay-per-click, the uh, you know, paper thousand images, all those things, yeah. it, it gets really uh, difficult to, to quantify your business. Uh, yeah, I what you really want to do, you just want to be out there for the people who already know you. Yeah. That's my my feeling on that. So for generating pre-con leads, I don't know, maybe there's someone out there killing it with that, but I, Might I, don't, be. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen someone do it consistently. So what I've yeah. been doing with social is I've been doing videos, but I struggle with, because I'm a numbers guy, and the branding, like I roll my eyes at branding. Right. Um, and I struggle, do I speak to more people one-on-one, -on -one, or do I do this Facebook video that might take me an hour to do? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. So the video, I mean, the video is good because yeah. it, it leaves a legacy. It's there forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and people can always find you when they're yeah. looking for stuff. So maybe, I mean, that also gets you free YouTube yeah. clicks too. YouTube's so if you go to my that. Instagram, you could see that I'm experimenting with stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, I haven't figured it out for sure, social, yeah. the social side. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk more about that. Yeah. That's, uh, I want to get into like pricing, Understanding pricing. Yeah. Uh, since you're a numbers guy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We were starting at how does an agent start with this? So I yeah. have my assistant like, Google, like, like you. I feel that if you want to do it, you have to really do it. If you're a resale agent that gets a client that says, "Oh, I'm thinking of 55 Mercer." Right. Probably when your client gets to you, it's too already late. too late because we knew about it for weeks and we've been preparing people right. with insider access information. Yeah. So if you do it, that's the only way to do it. And what you were talking about, do you want to pick an area, Young and Eglinton? You can't do it that way. 
you have to focus either in your relationship with the builder or the list, the sales and marketing company. And that right. sales and marketing guy, the sales manager, the individual sales manager, he might have a site at Liberty Village, and then he has another site at 11 Yorkville. Like, you're not specializing in there. Right. You have to specialize in pre-con, and you move with him, and he'll give you access. So going through the neighborhood approach is not going to work. Yeah. What you have to do is develop your, man your relationship with the sales manager or the builder right. direct. And how do you do that? Unfortunately, you have to sell when they need you. Right. If you say, I have 50 clients and I want platinum access, they're not going to give it to you. So once the platinum access is done and we've left, you have to work that site to let the sales manager see you. 55 Mercer, for example, well, taking a step back, Center Court. Mm -hmm. uh, Forest Hill Condos came out. They gave a deadline of Friday 6 p.m. that you have to submit in your worksheets. If you did not submit your worksheets until after, like even two minutes later, they've increased the price or they've taken back your unit and they've increased the price 50 grand. And they kept on increasing the price and we really didn't know what was happening because they would take it back suddenly and new units were coming back or new units were becoming available and we're seeing that right. they're 50,000 higher. By the time that platinum stage is done and they've increased the price some units by 100,000 if it was still available, right. um, then they ask you to sell it. So you're selling it at like $100,000 more than what someone bought it for two weeks ago. Right. And you gotta work that site, man. And, and that's what you gotta that do to get in and build that relationship. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's so hard. It is hard. Yeah. I think it, it, that's, that's a really good, it's a really good explanation of what yeah. you need to do. But I think there are people out there who, who will do the work, yeah. uh, who will learn, but that's, that's the way to build the relationship. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so good, good segue into like pricing, because I want to talk about that. Yeah. I, I have trouble with the pricing now. Yeah, uh, makes makes it hard to breathe for me, and maybe yeah. I'm coming off uh, a lot of resale stuff and, and yeah. remembering 2017 in the yeah. resale market a little yeah. too strongly. Yeah, uh, I know prices had to come up. Yeah, what's your feeling? Like, I this, get it. Is this going forever? Um, well, give me an example of a project where you felt that there was a big gap. Uh, like, do you know of any? Off yeah, the off the top of my head, um, Galleria. Galleria. Okay. Uh, it seemed expensive to me. I mean, yeah. uh, arguably not, but yeah. uh, what else was really expensive? Uh, like anything King West now, like 1600 a square foot. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, getting expensive. Yeah. Um, whereas, whereas you could buy like uh, resale now for like 1100. Yeah. So I'll take, let's take Galleria for the example. Sure. Galleria, when they launched, they were, Galleria 1 was at 1100 per square foot. And I get it, when you compare it to resale, um, there's a big gap. But what resale are you comparing it to? The Lansdowne and DuPont project, ups, uh, Electric City or whatever so they were So interesting, the way yeah. I look at it, and this is yeah. totally not the, yeah. but give me your mindset yeah. on it. I look at it as, I could buy that, yeah. or I could go to King West and buy something yeah. completed yeah. that's the same square footage, yeah. and in five years, I would, yeah. I would prefer to own the King West unit yeah. and I can get income in the meantime. Now, I understand a lot of people who are putting down payments down and don't have the qualifications yet or they want to invest in multiple projects. Yeah. I get that, but how is it ever going to match up on price? So the way that I look at, for example, Galleria is that I'm looking for comparables. And 
the comparables are, let's say they launched at $1,100 a square foot. They have an eight acre park. They have over 100,000 um, square feet of community center space. And if you look at it with th over 300,000 square feet of retail, the only projects that are out there that are comparable that have that level of retail, community space, and um, like just everything is already a six-year-old building and is ready at $1,100 a square foot. And it's six years old. Case in point, if you look at the renderings, the Galleria area kind of gives the vibe of the distillery. And distillery is ready That's over 1,100, 1,200 square yeah. foot. The areas with community center space that Galleria has is Regent Park. It's about the same distance east yeah. of Young as this is west of Young. And they're already resale at over $1,100 a square foot. So if I'm looking in eight years, do I want a eight-year-old Regent Park, an eight-year-old distillery, or a brand new Regent Park? I'm uh, sorry, brand new Galleria. Right. And the amazing thing about Galleria is that they have to complete all that stuff before. So the builder, as part of a master plan community, they raise the price each phase. Right. So people, when they go into the sales center with a completed park, completed community center space, completed everything, are driving by all of that stuff. So it's easier to justify um, buying your condo versus the builder's condo that they have for $1,300 a square right. foot. So you've instantly made money on that. Yeah. So it's like really hard to like compare if you're looking at the immediate vicinity, mm -hmm. like walking distance, you gotta look at the potential for that particular yeah. project. All right, well that's why you know, yeah. you know the numbers, you know yeah. the projects, that's yeah, why you exactly. can see it. So you really have to go project specific and that's why we have to look at um, why that gap is there. Yeah. I mean downtown, resale, believe it or not, like if you're just a Markham agent, you don't realize that there's some resale condos in Toronto that are $1,800 a square mm. foot. And they're not luxury, they're a mid-range building, 88 Scott exhibit. Uh, they're ready at 1800 bucks a square foot. Most buildings downtown are approaching 1400 newer buildings. The average in that area is like getting to 1200 1300 yeah. And you were talking about King. Uh, King Toronto is like a Bentley of a building. It, like pricing that per square foot would make no sense. It's like pricing a Lexus and Toyota right. by the weight. Yeah. Yeah. You you get different stuff in those cars. Well, good. This is why, this is why I same. wanted to talk to you. Yeah. Let's go buy some condos now. Yeah. Let's go buy. Okay, I'm excited now. Yeah. Uh, that's great. I want to finish up talking a little bit about business philosophy. What are you thinking is going to take your business to the next level? Where do you need to, to go? What do you need to do to grow? in terms of, uh, are you working on building your database of people? Yeah. Is it relationships with developers? Uh, is it some sort of online strategy? Is it adding to your team? Where, do you, where are you looking to go? I'm probably going to go to add to my team because this weekend, for example, uh, Promenade came out, uh, Liberty Market Tower came out, um, Mount Verde in Brampton, hope I'm pronouncing it right. Those are three projects that I have access to that I can't sell because I'm focusing on Promenade. While that's happening, I have to be at signings at Mercer and I have to be signings at Untitled. I don't know how I'm going to do all that. I'm going to figure it out. Right. But those are two projects that I had to turn away people or I had to turn away those listing brokerage relationships with. Right. So I'm going to probably build my team, really train them to be tight so they could do more than an individual agent on another team that's just complaining about, oh, we don't have enough leads. I'm gonna teach them how to convert a lot better, teach them how to sell that project, and um, we'll kick butt. 
Yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Well, there's a lot of juice in here. Yeah. Uh, I think we can leave it at that. That's amazing. Um, you've made me think a little bit differently about pricing of new stuff. Yeah. Uh, made me excited about stuff, and I think there's there's a lot in there that a lot of people get some, some good stuff from. So, yeah. thanks so much, Brian, for uh, doing it. this. Thank you. That was amazing. Yes. And uh, congrats on your award again. Thank and you. Uh, have a great 2020. Appreciate it. Thank you. All the you. best. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Have a great day.